Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. This is a serious broadcast. I'm kind of a serious guy when it comes to biblical prophecy anyhow, but this is a very serious one. Today we're going to be talking about grave implications arising from misinterpreting biblical prophecy. We've been talking about dispensationalism. That's the theory, so to speak, behind and underlying the rapture-at-any-moment theory. And specifically, we've spent a fair amount of time on the land promises, because there's particularly Old Testament promises and prophecies regarding the land, the restoration of the land to Israel. And I have taken you through and show how actually to really understand the whole picture, the big picture, putting the entire story of the Bible in context to tackle the land question, we go way back to Eden, that there's holy Eden. Why was Eden a holy place, a holy land? is because of the presence of God was there, and then the rivers going out in four directions from Eden was the idea that Eden would expand and cover the globe. That was God's initial plan. Then in the middle, we've been talking about these prophecies, and specifically in Ezekiel, because he's so specific about it. And the rapture folks uh, are so concerned with the Ezekiel's prophecies, but the Holy Land, what we call Israel, if you're taking a Holy Land journey today, that's the, that's the territory we're thinking about. And a lot of times by the dispensationalist folks I showed you, they think that's the end. That's the prophecies about the very end. And what I tried to show, if you expand this, kind of pull the camera shot for the wide-angle view, you have the beginning and Holy Eden, and the Holy Land is not the end, these prophecies in the middle, particularly the prophecies of Ezekiel we're talking about. But really, those things were indicative. They're looking forward to the end, but the end, when we finally get to Revelation 20, 21, and 22, it's not just a holy land, it's a holy world. The whole world now is contained in these promises of God's special presence that was in Eden, that was in the holy land, and then extends to the world. Now, today I'm going to talk to you about how a misunderstanding of biblical prophecy can prompt a nuclear World War III, and I'm not joking, and how it can be done in one easy step. Simply misunderstand what I just explained to you. Look at the prophecies of like Ezekiel regarding the restoration of the Holy Land and thinking that the restoration will be limited to the nation Israel rather than the whole world, and you can have a tragedy prompted by a misunderstanding of biblical prophecy the like of which human history has never seen. Right now, right now as I'm speaking to you, Republican presidential hopefuls are cruising all around the state of Iowa. Great place. That's where my dad was born. Evangelicals make up 64% of the Republican Iowa caucus goers. So a fair guess, and this is just a rough estimation, but a fair guess would be that 50% of 
Republican Iowa caucus goers are rapture at any moment folks. So we don't know who's going to be elected, a Republican or Democrat. I don't know. But the next Republican candidate for president of the United States could be chosen by Iowa voters who think the Russia-Ukraine war is a definite sign of the end times and a precursor to a demonically inspired Middle East invasion of Israel by Russia. So some of these folks, some of the leaders informing the good folks in Iowa, saying things like the United States should continue risking going to war with Russia, even though Russia is a nuclear power. So what exactly are the rapture at any moment leaders saying about Russia and Ukraine war? Well, I'll pick one, Greg Laurie, who I've met when my time out in California. He's the pastor of the Harvest Christian Fellowship Church. He has about 14,000 plus people attending. And if you go to YouTube uh, with the Russian-Ukraine war, Greg was right up there talking about Ezekiel. And he said, many biblical scholars. Now, the biblical scholars are the rapture at any moment scholars, and they happen to be concentrated in a place called Dallas Theological Seminary. So don't think that, like, I've got a lot of Ezekiel commentaries uh, in my library, and widespread evangelical Catholic church fathers, but none of them say what Greg Laurie implies the biblical scholars say. He says the biblical scholars believe that in Ezekiel 38, when it speaks of Magog attacking Israel, that it's talking about modern-day Russia. And in Ezekiel 38, verse 2, it talks about the chief prince of Gog, uh, and the word in Hebrew for chief is Rosh, and it kind of sounds like Russia, and it sounds like, oh boy, this is nailing it. Like David Jeremiah, another rapture at any moment expert, if you go to his website, he has a whole section, how to find Russia in the Bible, and guess where he turns? Ezekiel 38. This same defective argument is repeated over and over and over, and why is it so defective? Well, let's just back up. Ezekiel was written in the 6th century B.C., okay? The word Russia was first used in the 11th century A.D. We're talking about a 1,700-year spread uh, because the Hebrew word kind of sounds like the modern world for Rush or Russia. They think, well, this is Russia prophesied. And so we demonize. I'm not taking sides here in this broadcast. All I'm just saying, they're attributing more to the war in Ukraine than is indicated at all from the Bible itself. Now, there's another uh, just fanatical, zealous, rapture-at-any-moment guy by the name of John Hagee. Uh, he used to be quite vehement in his anti-Catholic pronouncements, and he's also very politically involved because of his rapture theories and his involvement with the nation Israel. And since he got called on it, he's since drastically calmed down his anti-Catholic sentiments, but he has not changed regarding his dispensational or rapture-at-any-moment theories 
And he gets on and says that, well, you want to know what this is? You just take the nation Israel and you draw a line straight north and you hit Russia. And that's true. And the reason he does this, because in that same chapter, Ezekiel 38, in verse 6 and verse 15, the prophet Ezekiel says that from the extreme north, these enemies will come down and attack Israel. And taking the Ezekiel 38-2 misinterpretation, Rosh, meaning Russia, uh, it, it's, it's a done deal. In fact, John Hagee has taken one of the declared candidates for the Republican nomination for president of the United States over to Israel and given this candidate the whole spiel. This candidate, along with Hagee, feels like we should go to any ends in the war of Ukraine because we're going to be crushing the satanically inspired enemy of God who's going to eventually attack Israel. This gets so complicated and so out of context. And, you know, sober biblical commentators, and I'm not talking about just Catholic, evangelical as well, think this whole thing is almost comical, except it was so serious is what they're advocating. And so how do you answer this? Well, one of the things, and we're going to do this in a minute, but they'll say, you know, what's going on in Ezekiel 38? In fact, Ezekiel 38 to 48 has nothing to do with the last chapters of the Bible, Revelation 20, 21, and 22. Why? Because if you turn to Revelation 20, we read about the same two identities, the enemies of the people of God. It's Gog and Magog, Revelation 20, verses 7 and 8. And yet, in the book of Revelation, we've moved from that middle position. Remember, holy Eden, holy land, holy world. Revelation is talking about the holy world, the end end, not just prophecies of the end. And Ezekiel basically is characterizing the enemies of Israel in terms that was understood back then, because the bad guys, when they would be invading Israel, they would come from the north. And that's why Ezekiel 38, verses 6 and 15, speaks about Gog and Magog coming from the north. But you get to the end end. The book of Revelation is conveniently ignored by these guys, and they all have YouTube videos, if you don't take my word for this. And they ignore Revelation, but Revelation says they, that Satan is organizing the nations from the four corners of the earth. In other words, it's going to be a worldwide attack by the unbelieving world on the believing world. And Ezekiel was pointing towards that. He used words understood by Jews in his days. But St. John in Revelation 20 takes us not from the middle, but to the end end. And this is why you just take the middle and thinking that's the end. And that's why I spent so much time on this, because the implications are just beyond imagination, really. Uh, Pat Robertson, I like Pat Robertson, but did you know that Pat Robertson came out of retirement because of the Russia-Ukraine war? And not just because of the Russia-Ukraine war, because of Ezekiel 38 and 39. And he basically says that Vladimir Putin was compelled by God to invade Ukraine, and it's a precursor to the end-time invasion of Israel. These guys are taking something that was a 
prophecy of the future, ignoring Revelation 20, and going right at it. Now, they might say, well, Revelation 38 to 48 don't have anything to do with each other. Really? Well, number one, Gog and Magog have a war on believers. It's in Ezekiel 38 and 39, and it's in Revelation 20. In Ezekiel 47, there's a very uh, complete description of the river of life. You turn to Revelation 22, you find the same thing. In Ezekiel 48, the restored New Jerusalem is called the Lord is there. That's the final verse of the entire book of Ezekiel. And if you turn to Revelation 21, you hear a loud voice from heaven. That means don't ignore this. Behold, the dwelling of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and God himself will be with them. They'll be together. And then you have the Messiah's throne ruling, and that's in Ezekiel 43, 7, and you turn to Revelation 21, 5. He who sat on the throne says. So there is a connection between Ezekiel 38 to 48 and Revelation 20 through 22. You have to do a little work to get them in balance rather than taking Ezekiel 38 to 48, isolating it from the rest of Revelation and getting us into World War III. You know, President Biden said this, quote, make no mistake, sending planes and tanks to Ukraine, that would be called World War III. And he flipped, as I knew they would. Why did I know that? because the F-16s that are nuclear capable are being refurbished to be sent over to Ukraine right here in Greenville, South Carolina. And this, this they, were, they were making these planes refurbishing long before the announcement was made by Washington. So we need to be real careful as Christians that we're not mistakenly electing candidates that will lead us into World War III, thinking we're doing onward Christian soldiers. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 335 of Luke 21.